It's the internet, you're busy, let's do this. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast. This is the podcast where we decide everything about the world of games so you don't have to think for yourself. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me is... Mike Minotti. Today's episode, we're going to talk about some uh, games, some news. Uh, going to maybe have a small, quick topic where we uh, pick the best thing that's happening right now with uh, that Nintendo Online service. Uh, some interesting stuff happening there. Yeah. Uh, first, though, I want to thank everybody for joining us. You can get more from me and Mike at GamesBeat.com. If you have something to share, uh, you can share it with us uh, through email at GamesPlusPodcast at VentureBeat.com. That's the plus sign. Uh, or on Twitter at, at GBDecides and at GamesBeat. If you are, if you're listening to this, if you're listening on our website or anywhere else, you can always subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. And if you like the show, rate us on Apple Podcasts. It, it really helps people find the show. Uh, finally, I want to thank Carlos Ayin, who is insane in the rain music on YouTube for the use of our theme song there. All right, Mike, how's it been? Oh, it's going pretty good. It's it was weird. It was uh, real warm earlier this week, and today it's like uh, very cold out. Yeah, we had uh, 90 degrees last week, and then it was snowing yesterday. So it was uh, it's being Colorado over here. I bought Colorado and Ohio. Those those are the couple places I've lived, and they both have very crazy weather. Uh, yeah, uh, you got a pumpkin. Like, uh, are you going to carve it? What do you what do you? Nah, doing? I was going to put it on my front porch. You know, I, so this is the first Halloween I have my own house, and like, right. As I was about to say, this it sounded awful. I want to you know lure the children to my home so I can give them candy. <laughs> So I, okay. I, I, I so, <laughs> so when this is being played in court different. later, I just want to say hello, jury. I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> you know, I want them. Out. Leave me alone. Leave me out of it. Um, I don't want yeah, to look no, at my I, house and say that, that <laughs> asshole doesn't even have a pumpkin. No, I, I know what you mean. I, you you don't want it to look like you don't want people to like wonder like is he gonna have? Oh, uh, this guy not? doesn't even really uh, you know <laughs> holiday. He's not gonna have anything. Are, are, do you do you know for sure whether or not you'll be getting like a lot of kids trick or treating or not? Or are you just I, sort of guessing that just, you will? I'm guessing I'll have a decent amount. I still have to ask one of the neighbors. Like the only yeah. neighbor I talk to a lot is the one who moved here after me. So <laughs> okay, yeah, that's not going to be very helpful. No. Yeah, I uh, I've I've always just kind of assumed the last couple of years at my place, and I got like full size candy bars last year, and there still just wasn't there weren't very many kids coming by. Um, Most kids just kind of all go to like Snickers. the same place, right? Like, like yeah. They just go to like the real good place. I mean, yeah, I, they, they I was all a little guilty of that too. They get together on their their kick and Facebook Messenger or whatever they're using, and they ah. figure out. They all discuss like who's got the best the stuff and who's going to have the most Tootsie Rolls. We're going to go there, of course, of course. Yeah, um, I'm I'm excited about Halloween. I I like this time of year. This is a very very fun time of year. Halloween, Halloween. I like Halloween, but it's mostly like. Christmas build up to me. I'm I'm all about yeah yeah. It's a, the pre- yeah, but you got to have that build up though, or else it's mm-hmm. not going to be quite like it doesn't last as long if you don't have that build up. Um, I am going to be carving some pumpkins soon. I just you got to wait a little bit because if you do it too soon, by the time Halloween comes around, they're like melting and it's not very good. Even if it's cold out, they're still like melting. So yeah, I don't like I'll candy th- myself, so like, I don't want to get too much because I'm not going to eat it. I uh, I have a terrible sweet tooth, so I I, I, I am that way. I mean, I don't have a, I don't have good diet habits to be clear, but candy is not the problem. Right. All right. Yeah. I all of my all of it is my problem when it comes to food for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I um we also we're gonna take Amy trick or treating this year, so that's gonna be fun. She's going as a little duck. I'm very excited about that. A duck. Yeah, a little duck. She's gonna How's go quack, quack quack. Very good. It's like one of her best animal noises. All right. That's then. her best one. That's why she's going as a duck. Yeah. Uh, I just got to see if uh, she'll, she'll agree with me about which video game characters we're going to carve on our pumpkins. So we'll, we'll have to figure that out. What's what, what um, are you thinking? I, I don't know. Helmet Kruger, who you should maybe be aware of now. Oh. <laughs> Is he from Hitman? Yes, he's from Hitman. He's the... Um, the famous model in Hitman. I don't know what. Okay, so yes, you, yes, you've been playing Hitman. Let's let's just let's start. <laughs> you've been you've finally been playing Hitman 2016 after yes. years of telling you it was good and, and why you did hate you say it, right? something, Jeff? Why did you tell me how good it was? What the heck? <sighs> yeah. This game could have really used the champion in the gaming press. <laughs> Oh, man. I, the problem was I really did kind of fall in love with it late that year. I mean, no, you're the problem. Let's be clear. Yeah. You are the problem. <laughs> to be but, clear. Yes. But the late, like, late in that year is when I was like really getting into it. And then but when like in 2017, I just continued to be like, wow, this game owns and just kept playing it and playing it. Um, it would have been higher on my list had I uh, started it earlier. Uh, but yeah, that game, that game's good. The Hit- Hitman 2, uh, a bunch of info started coming out about that because people went to... Uh, Copenhagen and went to the studio and got some hands-on time with it because that's coming out 
like next month? Is it is it coming out this month? I, I think it's coming it out in November. I think it's coming out in November. I think so. I'm, I'm gonna look yeah, it up real quick. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think the I think the other one. I think if you own the first one, the second one will come with all the levels of the first game as well. So, um, I, I, although I'm, I'm pro- it's probably good that you're playing it like just like the way it works because they're gonna have the new features in the new one. I, I wonder if that's gonna so, like yeah. Make it so feel different. Yeah. To back up, it's, uh, the reason I'm playing this is because I, I activated a uh, the Xbox Game Pass when uh, Forza oh, okay. came out. And I was kind of like around, like, what what else is there that I really care about besides sports? And I saw Hitman Game of the Year Edition. I was like, oh, well, I guess I can play this now. And I'm like, hey, this is great. This is super fun. <laughs> and I, now, all, all I've done is, like, the the prologue stuff in the Paris mission. That's all I've done so far. But the right, that was great. The the Paris mission is the, um, the fashion show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one that has Helmut Kruger. He's the big famous model, and you could, um, and of course, he's bald and wears face paint, so you could take over Helmut Kruger. I think, if, did you do the fashion, like, did you walk the uh, runway? No, by the time I, I got back there, he was already about to go on the run- runway himself. So, how did I, um, all I really did, I didn't do anything too fancy my first time. I, I got the pass from that one intern went upstairs and then like, I just kind of, then I eventually was dressed as one of the guards up there. Then someone, I just walked into the room when it was just the lady and her mm-hmm. bodyguard. I threw a wrench at the bodyguard and then I killed her, which lost me some points was technically like a crime was witnessed. Right. And yeah, then, but whatever. And then for the, uh, the guy, I, I made that mixed drink and I put the poison in it. I didn't realize it wasn't a lethal poison. Right. And I was like yeah, supposed you, to follow him to the bathroom. You won't have unlocked that yet. You'll unlock that later. Well, I got the lethal poison from her. So I just went okay. back oh, yeah, you could find another it, right? drink for him. Which, again, isn't like the cleanest way to do it because he just dies in the middle of everybody and everyone sees it. But, you know, it killed them both. Yeah, I mean, uh, you definitely want, like, if you get a chance, you should, like, really try some of the other um mo- the, the other modes on each stage and replay the stages uh yeah just looking ways. at the challenges it's, totally worth it. yeah. it's like so neat to see the things like one of the challenges was like apparently you can kill both of them by just like uh pushing the girl off of a off the top of the stairs and he'll land on the guy right yeah that <laughs> like, one was very great. fun to try to do and then i saw like oh you could just do it with like the normal suit and like nothing crazy and i, I just actually watched the person on youtube do that because i was curious it was like really neat. It was like, oh wow, you could like do this yeah. ridiculously clean if you wanted to. Yeah, and those are super challenging to route and and figure out exactly how they work. But once you do them, they they're very sad. I think I did that once for one of the stages because yeah. it was very time consuming. It, I almost do wish I was playing this like when it was an episodic thing where like I was just right. spending a lot of time with each location. Right, and, and because, try to force yourself to do it a little bit because it is worth it. But yeah, yeah, but there's also like. There's a time to shit where I'm like, oh, I want to, I want to like go through each thing first and like just play this game, and then I worry by that point it's like I'm reviewing this and yeah. Call of Duty's out and Hitman Two's going to be out. So yeah, my question is like, so how's Hitman Two going to be different from this? So I mean, it sounds like they're adding a lot. They're making a lot of it m- more. You know what I mean? Like uh, there's going to be bigger crowds, and the crowds are going to be much more important. Like you can lose people in crowds now, and I don't think that's something you could ever really do in Hitman One. Um, and so, crowd play is going to be important. It seems like, um, and then, I, and and then it just seems like they're adding a bunch of extra features. Like I haven't played the game enough. I played it at E3, and then the crowd thing was the big thing that they were harping around there because you're at a big race, um, and and you needed to, at one point you do need to just use the crowds to get away from people to get through this point where there's a ton of guards. Uh, and it was cool to see how that worked, and and the tech uh, was pretty smart which i think this game is um it has its own logic and sometimes that logic can be dumb but for the most part it it, it feels right for a video game um and and the crowd the, the way the crowds work was very similar to that it, it, it held that same um framework overall um but then like uh, they they have these other modes like uh they just announced this today and this is one of our news stories but we we're just gonna hit this quickly we could just talk about it now it's a uh, ghost mode where you and another person another player are playing the same stage at the same time and you could see the other player and what they're doing but they're not really affecting their world and it's a race to get like the first person to get these five hits uh and uh and it's a different five hits each time so like each time you go to play it's going to be different and that seems very cool it seems like a very good way to like bring multiplayer into this game That's cool. but it's, it's um, so they're not gonna like they're not gonna like change this too fundamentally from the i mean the other one because everyone likes that one right Right, yeah, and also, like, you know, you got to think they were, like, doing this as an epi- episodic thing, so that was going to be maybe season one, and now we're getting season two, although they're just releasing it all as one game, not episodic, uh, 
but that you know it definitely started that way where it was going to be a continuation of that that first game i mean and like you know all those levels are going to be in there so you know the first game is going to be in there and playable in the second game with all the new okay. features so how how different could it be um but like i mean but then you i mean you get to think like how how different would anyone want it to be and i wouldn't want it to be that different i just want them to refine levels and the word from people who have played like the Columbia level um, when they went to Copenhagen to, to get their hands on is uh, their level design has just completely ramped up and they have really nailed what made the best levels from Hitman 2016 so good. Like you're going to play Sapienza next and Sapienza is definitely the best level in that game. Um, I mean, I liked Paris a lot too. Paris is probably my second favorite, but Sapienza is is very, very good. And people are making a lot of com- comparisons between Columbia and Sapienza, and that's like that's a very good sign if they can nail that throughout the game. That'll be really good. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, November 13th, I looked it up, is when that oh, game's geez. coming out. So, well, I'm excited November for it too. Now, so yeah, I got to get through this first one in the meantime, which won't be, which like it, it's not going to be like a chore. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. Well, like I'm excited for work. To, right. Like, even though like I have like my call of duty code and I got something else that I'm reviewing now. It's like, I kind of play that Hitman game. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It's once you get into it, it's like you start like getting part, creative and thinking about it. And yeah, well, it's cool. Cause it's like, you know, I like Metal Gear Solid, but it also kind of has a little bit of like that adventure game feel with like the kind of yes. solving puzzles and figuring things out. Right, where you could tell the developers put a certain thing in a certain part of the stage for a certain reason, like they want you to do something with it, and you're like, once it clicks, it's really satisfying to do those things. And then at the same time, it's very emergent where no one ever thought to do this thing the way you're doing it, and you're being very dumb, but it's also very fun. Um, Yeah, I mean, and you could just cheese it if you want to. You could just like whistle or, you know, throw coins, you know, have guys go in the dark corner and just beat them up one at a time uh, to clear out the entire kitchen or whatever. Um, yeah, but, the but yeah, almost it, seems like not cheating, but sir, it, it almost is kind of not against the spirit of it, but it's, it's not the kind of stuff that seems to be what this is doing unique. Right. Right. I mean, and that's where like some of those other challenges will uh, make things more difficult and, um, and you know, might not, that might not well, work it, as effectively. So one thing I was bad at, I couldn't figure out because it was, it was like a challenge I was trying to do for just like the, the prologue mission was I couldn't be seen. If I seen by a camera, I had to like erase the footage or whatever. How do I erase mm. the footage? So in each stage, there is a a station that has like a basically a big VHS deck, okay. and I you just go in there, and it, it'll tell like it'll come up with a prompt when you find it. So You'll recognize it. Once you it. See it. What, what then, is it on that boat level? I just can't I'm, find I, it. I can't. I think it's like behind the um the 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 not the deck the um but behind like where the captain is. Uh, what's the name of that room on? Uh, uh, yeah, whatever. Like, like, uh, like on the Starship Enterprise, what they call that? Like, the bridge. The, the bridge. Yes. Huh, it gets in the room. It the room. I can understand. I know exactly. It's a. It's a. It's in a room behind the bridge, I think, but I'm not positive. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you, that's that's another thing. That's why you want to replay these stages because at a certain point, you just want to get super familiar with them, and then you want to do something like the. Um, like it, it feels like it all leads up to doing the uh, elusive targets which are those time limited one chance things where if you get caught or get killed, you can never play that again ever. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a really smart way of like, uh, you know, giving you a chance to build up all these skills and all this knowledge of the way a level works. And you know, it's, that's what their thing is. you you're building up mastery as you're doing these different challenges and you're getting level 20 mastery. And now you've unlocked everything for this stage. And so when you go to do an elusive target, you have all that stuff unlocked and then you have all the knowledge on top of that. And it's a really, really, uh, it's a really good progression system where it's like, okay, now I can use all that stuff. Um, kind of one of the best parts of that game. So yeah, definitely try an elusive target. If, aloof, if an elusive target comes up, even if it's on a stage you haven't played before, just go yeah. for it. Cause it's all right. That's enough lip service for the hottest game. Too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Okay. You should Let's, have told um, me about it earlier. I know I, I take full responsibility here. Um, should we get call of duty out of the way before we do fallout? Or do you want to just get in the fallout? Um, if you played some Call of Duty, we can. I, I just played, played a. Played I, I played a few. So. I played a few Bobo matches last night, and that's it. Um, I am. I'm still not just like in love with it or anything. I, I, you know, I read the, a lot of the reviews, and people were like, "Oh, it's the best battle royale. It's a ton of fun." And I realized what the disconnect is there for me. Most people play battle royale games with other people all the time, and they never play solo. And I play both, and I but I play a lot by myself. I play a ton of solo battle royale games. Um, that is most of my time in PUBG was solo, even though I have dozens of hours with other people as well. 
Um, and, and for me, like PUBG just worked better because it was more tense. It was more tactical. It was, um, there was a storyline to each match and, and Fortnite doesn't really have that when you're playing solo as much. And I, and black ops definitely feels closer to Fortnite where it's like, okay, I, I see this as it's, it's fine. It's just not, um, there's just no real thrill. There's no up and down. It is just go, go, go. And then it's over and you're dead or you, maybe you won. Um, but we'll see. I'll keep playing it, and I need to try it with other people more. Sure, I think, that's I think squads yeah, might be more fun in this than just. And I'm sure it will so. be. Yeah, yeah. Um, for now, though, I'm yeah. I'm just like yeah. I battle royale. I, me and battle royale might just be done for now. We'll see. Um, I, I mean, still like Ring of. It's a it's a thing you can burn out on for sure. Oh yeah, I still like Ring of Elysium. I feel like I was going to go play any battle royale game. It would be Ring of Elysium right now. That ten cent one. That's kind of neat. Um, uh, but apparently that game's got well, not apparently. But the rumor is that, that game's got some illicit code from China. It's going to steal stuff. And it's like, oh, my God, really? I mean, I don't really believe that. But And no one seems to be able to verify it. It just seems to be like one of those things like a friend of a friend said it, so I believe it. Um, but, yeah, so I'm like, it's still enough to like make me think like, oh, I'm not actually going to play this game right now. So so we'll see. But, okay, so we talked about it last week. You went to West Virginia and yeah. you had the road trip. But now we could talk about what you were actually doing there. And you were playing Fallout 76. Yes. Um, so how was it? Tell me about this game. Oh, man, it's, it's a weird game to talk about in some ways, man. I mean, because it's, I mean, the game's so big, right? It's almost impossible to really get a feel for for it after just like playing it for three hours, which is about how long we played it for. And it was me, uh, two other journalists, and uh, like a Bethesda person going through it. And we, we did like the, we basically like made a new character and then played for three hours, right? So we're doing a lot of pretty early game stuff. And it's weird because it, it, it does kind of feel like Fallout 4, just with other people. But like the things that are missing are weird. Like you don't have really NPCs, you have some robots, mm-hmm. but you don't have like the other humans with their towns and, and the, you know, you talk to them with the dialogue trees. Which is kind of a big part of like the role playing gameness of it, you know. So, so that stuff's not there, which is sort of interesting. But it, in, in its place, it's kind of this bigger emphasis on crafting and building your, your your own little camps and towns and stuff. So, like when you first mentioned it to me, you mentioned that it still feels very Fallout Four. Um, oh yeah, like, I mean the UI almost seems identical in terms of like the Pipple and all that stuff. So, I mean, does it like, does it feel like an online game at the same time? Like, do, are, is most of the stuff you're doing like feel like an online MMO or or what? Like, what is so? I, you know, I play a lot of World of Warcraft. I play Destiny for a bit. It's it's not those games, right? Okay. Um, and I know people say this is like in some ways it's like a late version of games like uh, uh, what are those survival games like Rust? And I don't play those games. Yes, it's you know, for me, I have a very clear idea of what an MMO is, where you know, you're just kind right. of like quests and like some sort of world content that you can do by yourself or friends and then there's a heavy emphasis on dungeons and raids like this game doesn't have dungeons or raids uh you know the 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 group content i mean some of it was really just kind of doing quests with our people and then there was some immersion stuff like you could take over um a a settlement or whatever it was called that was kind of like taking over like like a, it's like a camp that you can take from other players. And when you take it over, there's kind of like a little wave based combat thing that happens there. Like, like I saw so many little things and it, it, it's still hard to see how it all comes together. Like, like, and even the end game, right. like I was, I was trying to figure out like, what do you do like a year from now in this game in, in their end game system right now? And again, in other games, this would be raids and stuff like that. For them, it's all built around sort of collecting the nuclear launch codes, and you sort of need help from other people because each person would have a different like part of the code. You then launch a nuke somewhere in the world, and then that area sort of becomes populated with these high-level beasts. And again, they said like those will drop recipes for crafting, and there's going to be like seven hundred thousand crafting recipes. So that's kind of the driver again, is like all this right. crafting and stuff like that. But then it's weird because the, the real money store. Is you you'll, you'll be able to buy cosmetics there. So, like the I guess like what are you crafting, right? So I guess just weapons, armors, and stuff for your base. Like, I don't understand right. how there's seven hundred thousand of them. I mean, and again, that was the number they said, and they were like, oh, I know we're gonna get quoted on this, but you know about seven hundred thousand. Hmm. I mean, that's a, it's a 
kind of a big, almost meaningless number. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, so in like a game like Rust, the idea is you'll you'll continue, you'll start with sticks and stones, and you craft stuff over time, and eventually you're making, you know, automatic assault rifles, and then you're making laser weapons, and you're making helicopters and stuff like that. Um, do, do you get the sense of any of that progression in the crafting, or is it just like, like yeah. 800, 800 different kinds of axes or something? No, because I mean, you'll eventually get to make like power armor, right? Like like those things right. and stuff like that. I mean, you're not going to be making vehicles. And, and like I, I, I got a small sense of what a better camp can look like than, than our small little stuff because they had some of the employees from Bethesda like making camps that we would clearly walk into. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Again, it, it's so hard. I mean, it was still kind of fun just to walk around and do things. I mean, we, we kind of had fun just because the event was in this resort called the Greenbrier, and this was a place where the government built a bunker for the legislative branch of the government in case there was a nuke attack on Washington, D.C. This is like back in the 50s. So it was kind of fun for us to just go to the hotel in the game because it's in there. It has a different name, but it's the Green course, Rider. Yeah. And we're like, this looks just like the place we're staying at right now. Right. And that, that there's always kind of that fun in these games where, you know, like Fallout 3 was uh, D.C., Fallout 4 is Boston. There aren't quite as many landmarks in West Virginia, so it's fun to go to that one. Uh, PvP is interesting just because, like, you can't really gank people. You, if you see another player and they're not on like in your party, if you shoot them, they they'll take us. They won't take that much damage. They'll take reduced damage until they fight back. And if you somehow kill a person before they fight back, you then get branded as a murderer, and you have like all these debuffs on you, and you're marked on the map for the other team, right? So like you. You don't really want to be a murderer unless, like, you think it's really fun to, like, kind of gain people and then become a target. Right. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, yeah, there's, mm-hmm. again, there's all these things going so, on. And it, it, it's just hard to get a sense of what this can be still without really, you know. So, so let me, let me, so here's what that makes me want to want to try. So if I get this game and I get together with the people that I played Eco or a few other of these kinds of games with, um, and uh, and we want to set up our base and we're going to set up a bunch of, we were, you know, we're going to protect it and make sure no one can, can grief us and, per, you know, get it all beefed up and start making traps or whatever. And then we're going to go out and we're going to try to become like, one of us is going to try to become a murderer and we're going to maybe try to murder someone who's like in a uh, pretty substantial group. And then if I'm marked on the map and I'm the murderer, I'll come back to our base and wait for them to come to us. And then our base will be more than well prepared to take out the rest of them. Um, like that's, it sounds like that, that makes so- sense. And it seems like, like they're, I, I, I assume they're going for like a sandboxy approach here, right? Like, so right. that should be the kind of like gameplay experience you, you have and that the game would encourage, I, I would think. Right. But again, right. I just don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, it sounds like maybe a lot of this stuff is possible, but who knows about the execution and who knows like if there's, roadblocks on the way uh well, yeah the, the, the one thing i'll call not not bs but maybe like misguided is this notion that and they're trying to say it like hey if you like a single player fallout game this is basically a single player fallout game i think the lack of like a lot of the npcs and like those big towns and, and stuff like it just right. makes an experience that is it, very different from that and i do think like if like if you are a big fallout fan who does not have an interest in like this kind of a game i, I don't think you're gonna suddenly like it right and um I mean, you mentioned quests, and and, and uh, what is the NPC situation? Who's giving quests? A lot of times you're kind of... So, like, when you leave your vault, and again, it's a pretty short intro in the vault. It's not even, like, like Vault 3, like, where you're kind of doing things for a while in the vault before you leave. You leave the vault pretty quickly. Uh, like You basically wake up after a party, and everyone's already gone. Like, it was the day you're supposed to get out. So you get out, and your first quest is the uh, overseer of your vault is, like, is gone, and you're trying to find her. So that's kind of like the the like the sort of path you follow to kind of find other quests for a bit. Like in Fallout Three, like your like your immediate uh, like urgency is to find your father, and four is to find your baby. Like so, trying to find the overseer is kind of like leading you to some like towns, and then like other quests are branching from that. And you're kind of getting other quests a lot of time from either robots that you see, or you'll find like computer terminals or audio logs. It's it's that kind of thing, right? Instead of just talking to people and okay. whatnot. Okay. Um, 
did you get the sense of how often you will see other people? Uh, how big are these servers? That sort of thing. It's weird because yeah, like like they're not really using the word like they have servers, but they are very right. clear to like not really use that word. Like you're getting you're getting put into phases and shards and, and stuff like that. Right. Instances and, I, and yeah. right, and it, I don't think they're going to be heavily popular. I think the idea is that when when you see another player, it is kind of a thing. Like you shouldn't. Okay. I don't think they want it so that like you go into like this instance and there's already like three other teams in there doing the same content. Right, and like like you know, fifteen people just running around in circles doing kind of nothing and like in a little hub area, nothing like that. No. Okay. Um, God, I'm confused. I don't. I just don't know what to uh, like. What right. To expect. And again, I played it for yeah. I, I played it for three hours. I'm still not really sure exactly what to expect. So, you know. Did they like give you like a presentation where they like tried to make make things very clear? Like, was there anything like that? They had that some where? presentation, but it was kind of more about what we were doing and what not to do. Okay. Uh, in terms of guys, I don't. Uh, Again, I mean, I, I I think they definitely want this to be a bit more sandboxy, so it is going to be a kind of make-your-own-fun thing that can be dangerous if, you know, it's not inherently fun enough already. Right. I mean, and, like, I mean, you might have mentioned already, but did you see, like, explicit examples of, like, that sandbox emergence happening? Sure. I mean, you know, we ran it. We, were, we went to that Green Briar. We saw another team. We are like, let's get them. This will be fun, and you know, uh, we we tried to shoot at them. And they shot back at us. So we were fighting, and then I threw a grenade, and it like aggroed one of the big robot like NPCs that usually don't want to hurt you, and they're kind of overpowered. Now, I accidentally taunt, you know, got them on our trail. So now we're kind of all running around trying to avoid them. Like, it was funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's gonna like you know keep me engaged forever, but it, it was right. fun. Yeah, I, I mean, it's all. I guess it's all going to just depend on how well these systems are interlinked, and then you can use them for your advantage. And and if they create those funny stories pretty consistently, it's a lot of it's going to depend on that. I mean, it, you know, some people just aren't going to like this kind of game, and that's and it's, right. especially a lot of Fallout fans. And that's yeah, I think that's, that's okay. Thing, right? Yeah, yeah like, it's okay, but it is it like, is weird. Yeah, it is weird. It is different. It's interesting because you know when they make the online version of Elder Scrolls, they they very much morphed Elder Scrolls into like an MMO. And for that series, maybe it wasn't as hard a transition, but this is not that. This is much mm -hmm. more just making an online version of Fallout. Yep, totally. I uh, okay, that game's out later. That's in November as well, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's also November. I can't remember yeah. exactly when, but it's November. yeah. So it's like, there's a couple of November games. There's like I think there's like three big November games. Those two and one other, but um, yeah, I, I'm gonna try it for sure. I'm definitely gonna want to see if it's uh, a big triple a version of rust or something or, or if it's just sort of a uh, another cheap imitation that doesn't really work we'll see um i mean i'm not, really, I don't think I'm not going be, for a fallout game it's not gonna so. be cheap if, if nothing else i mean okay it kind of looks i mean you know how it is like this yeah this it's but that's the game soft yeah game studios game for sure yeah right. it helps that there's actually trees and stuff this time yeah i mean yeah how, how does west virginia look is it nice it's pretty yeah you know yeah. some colors I mean, there's still a lot of areas that are basically just, you know, brown, but uh, it's nice. Nicer. Nicer than walking around, like, uh, what, Boston in the last yeah. game was always was a little droll. Yeah, I, I got to it's nice that they're getting away from uh, the coasts for one of these games. It's, uh, like, the, it makes sense. I mean, th there would be places in, in these little enclaves in, in the middle of the country where it's like, oh, okay, that's... That's a good spot to do one of these games, and it doesn't have to be all like it doesn't have to be monument after monument and you know landmark after landmark. Uh, there's other a aspects of the country that they can explore, so I'm excited about that. And they're like teaming up with like West Virginia, like the actual state of West Virginia's tourism board. Yeah, they all uh, seem pretty excited to be in a video yeah. game, right? Like, oh yeah, for sure. Why would yeah, cool. like, yeah, for, yeah. So that's that's neat. I like that. Um, okay, yeah, I think that does it for the games we've been playing. Let's uh, let's let's talk about this uh, Nintendo thing. Let's uh, kind of so. We're going to get into the news in a second. This was going to be a news story, but then I'm like, I actually kind of want to talk about this uh, on our own. So Nintendo is uh, is doing this weird thing with their classic games where they just suddenly put a different version of The Legend of Zelda up on the NES online Switch thing where you start with a bunch of weapons uh, and like the power shield and things like that. Um, and you kind of, you go in and it's just a remixed version of Zelda. Um, and, it seems like this this isn't going to be a one-off. It seems like something they're going to continue to do in the future. So my question to you, Mike, is what games and how would you like to see them remixed if they continue to do this? Oh, no. 
I, I, might be, I might be a bad person to ask this because I'm, I don't know. I might be a purist, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely glad that this isn't like this is what Zelda is this week. If I want to play Zelda, they still have the regular Zelda, I, I believe, anyhow. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that the pure versions are there. Uh, but I right, definitely like, like, I definitely like the idea of um, those Zelda. Um, and I think there's a couple there. I, mean, like I think it's good. There's definitely an audience for this kind of a thing. And there are some of these NES games are, you know, just really difficult. I, Zelda is one of them. Although like, like how, so how does this make it, it like gives you more rupees at the start? Like one of the things that's yeah. difficult about Zelda one is you literally have to like just place a bomb in a certain spot to right. progress through the game. You just wouldn't know unless you literally put bombs everywhere or like called the Nintendo hotline or had Nintendo power. Does it like right. address that? I mean, I think if you have enough money, you you can always just go buy more bombs and yeah, you start with a well, lot of money. So yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, I, I don't know if it addresses that specifically, but yeah, I would hope it would. Um, but like, I, I don't, I don't necessarily know if this has to make, make things easier every time. Like I would um like those Zelda randomizer games where uh, people programmed it so that Zelda puts, uh, so the game, puts different items in different places each time and it's all coded in a way so that you can't get stuck and like you can't progress any further like it's all gonna work uh like if nintendo just did that like that would be awesome like that would be so cool i That'd would be, totally be yeah. into that um because it's like oh, i've played i played the original zelda a bunch of times now i beat it i uh i don't have it memorized necessarily but i know the general progression and if it was completely uh you know turned on its head and things were put in different places but it still worked um, that would be a great way to experience that game again, especially in an official way on my switch, ready to go. Like that'd be great. Um, so yeah. And I'm like, would you want anything like that for like, if they, if Nintendo could get third parties in there and like do something like that for like Mega Man or something? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I guess again, I'm like, I, I, I say that like, Oh, that's neat. A randomizer Mega Man. I'm like, yeah, I'd probably just rather play Mega Man too. Again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I just have, yeah, I'm having a hard time thinking of, exactly what you would do with some of these some of these games you know making like put they could put like skins ahead. on games like if they put um, sure what the put heck, like you know put wario in uh in super mario yeah Bros. super wario like brothers that. that's kind of cute maybe yeah maybe, exactly I, I gotta tell you what if you could like release a version of Mega Man 2 where you play as proto man instead that that'd right. be interesting i'd be a little down for that right why, why the heck not yeah and i'm, I'm sure they like you know th these things don't have to live forever or whatever, or, you know, if they, they, if they continue just to exist on the system, they don't have to be like the main way or the main alternative. Like they could just keep updating them each month. And like, there could be another new way or and another new character to uh, play in Mega Man or something like that. So I would expect them to like, you know, maybe change it, change the way it plays a little bit just cause you're proto man now or whatever. Um, I think that'd be cool. And, and make Wario feel like Wario or whatever. Uh, just examples like that. I, I don't know. It's, I, I hope they do more with this. I think this is a, an interesting start, an interesting idea. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you where it's like, it's hard to kind of just think up a, a potential ideas, but I really hope they do get kind of crazy with it. Did I tell everyone on the podcast that I beat Mario three finally? I don't is think no. Cause you, ha you hadn't done it last week yeah. you and you were playing it. it last week. Yeah. And, and, and this means not using warp whistles, right? No warp whistles. I use save states only to like, literally save my progress. I wasn't like saving in the middle of a stage right. or like in the middle of like going through the world set when I game over and I didn't have to like start back at the beginning. Now I, I, I played it legit, but uh, it was super so fun. That, I mean, that was, a that is a pretty pure way to play it then. So like, did you get yeah. game overs and stuff? Yeah, I got a lot of game overs. I mean, I guess the only thing that's not pure is, I mean, literally the NES version, there wasn't even like a battery save. You would have to no, kind yeah. of play it in one sitting. For but, sure. You know, that's a, you know, come on. But that's that's kind of where the warp whistle came in a little bit. You could cheese that a little bit, and you know, like, oh, we got to level six last time. We'll just use the warp whistle to get to there. Sure. And continue from there. Um, uh, but yeah, and definitely when we sat down to play that game as kids, it was always like, all right, we're having a sleepover. And we're gonna beat this game tonight. Let's do it. That was yeah. uh, that was a good game for that for sure. It was it was the right length where it's like a long sleepover was the way to actually play that game. Um, but yeah, what'd you think? Like, did you have a good time? Oh yeah, super fun. Yeah, it turns out Super Mario Bros. Three is a good game. I mean, I I always played it before, but again, I just like when I was when it came out, I was kind of little and I wasn't good enough to beat it. And by the time I was good enough to beat a Mario game, it was Mario World, which is already like a little easier, anyways. So. Yeah, I, I mean, you're seeing stages you never saw before, so that's yeah, it was good. fun. Yeah, it was, it was a have good you experience. have you gone through all the stages of Super Mario Brothers two? Oh, that that one I. They'd play probably more when I was a kid. I feel like 
I I beat the I beat that Game Boy the Game Boy Advance version of that one. Okay, so, so right. I saw all the stages in some form or another, right? right? No, that's, that's close enough. Yeah, that's a that's a weird one. I feel like because I think like most people probably haven't done that, and it's um that that has some weird bosses and stuff. Uh, like I mean, Mouser's only the beginning. There's a bunch of crazy stuff in there. Um, yeah, cool. Um, I you, when I read your your retro beat for that, it made me want to actually go back and actually do, do this. I think thing. it's as far as like the games that are in the NES like service right now. I think that's the best of them. Yeah, I I I hold a torch for the original Zelda, but I won't go. I won't argue. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers three is is better for sure. It's the best. It's probably the best NES game. I think. Well, for me, I know you. you oh, know, oh, I can give a couple. Of Yes, I know you have some favorites that go beyond that, but for me, it's probably the best one. Um, okay, Mike, let's get into the news. Your dog's getting mad. News, dog wants to hear about the news. All right, so we're going to start right off here with the top with um, new hardware news. Next Generation has begun. Oh, God, I, f- I refuse to write about this. this is what I know, I was kind of like, I thought about it, <laughs> and I was like, well, I have to have an angle because I can't just like flatly say this is what they, what they said. Um... So, so, Sony, I almost said, I used to say it like that. Sony CEO Kenichiro Yoshida said, at this point, what I can say is it's nece- necessary to have a next generation hardware. <gasps> Whoa, PlayStation 5 <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, just, uh, I mean, uh, I, I, this is not the Sony CEO's like fault. Um, like they're like, what else? I mean, yeah, we'll say it's necessary. Sure. Like we're working on it. A, we'll make a new system eventually. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, but just the way that, I don't know, just saying that in this climate of people, people like so ready for new hardware already. Why are they so ready for new I hardware? Don't I still don't know. understand. No. Like the last generation lasted eight years and people yeah. were like, console generations last five years. I'm like, the last time that happened was 20 years ago, almost. You're a crazy person. Why do you keep saying that? And the next person that says console generations are about five to six years to me. I'm just like, how old were you in that last time that happened? Like you were a kid, maybe. I don't know why this is the conventional like, wisdom to people. Xbox 360 was literally what 2005 to 2013. It was eight. Right. Eight. And this almost eight years. I mean. Eight entire yeah. years. Yeah. Eight years. And and this is like or, even a le- is like. And the reason why that happened was because you know there was some stagnation in like in terms of like how much faster hardware was improving, blah, blah, blah. It, that is certainly not less of an issue now. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, they're not, like, if they were to use the the off-the-shelf hardware that they could use right now, uh, no, they, they're going to have to wait for the next-gen AMD APUs, which are coming. They'll definitely be ready by 2020, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be, like, cost-effective or be able to produce them in the amount you need for 2020. Um they're definitely not coming in 2019, though, folks. Like, that's... It's just so bananas. Just, there's just... Literally, the only reason to do it right now is because people seem to, like, again, have this bizarre desire for it. Even the... Like, but everything else is... Um, no, the, the current consoles are still selling really well. Software is, like, selling really well still. There's really not much of a, like, graphics issue with, like, the top-end AAA games for these uh, consoles. Spider-Man looked incredible, right? Spider-Man looked incredible. Out. Like... Like I like I can't. What would the quote unquote PlayStation Five version of that game even look like? Like I don't know. Like how much better could that be? I'm sure it would be better, quote unquote. But you know, come on. Right, and it's and, and they have all the like the free to play games are really taken off because of Fortnite right now. So these companies have huge install bases that they don't want to disturb because they're all spending a ton of money. And Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft are all making a boatload of money from that game. Uh, and they, I just, I think they want to just ride this wave and like, this is when they make their money right now. This is the the part of the hardware cycle where it's just like they could begin counting the checks because, you know, they, they spent their money up front on research and development and then they sell, sold a bunch of consoles at only a slight profit. And now they're selling consoles at a much, much larger, larger profit margin and games are selling to a much larger audience. And it's not like at the end of the last generation where consoles, where software sales were slowing, like you said, because people were just kind of getting bored with what they had and they did want something new. Software sales are up year over year and hardware sales are up year over year for every system. And it's just, uh, so it's like, it makes no sense. It makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I just have no idea. Yeah. What people uh, are expecting or expecting. And I, I, maybe developers are like, oh man, I wish we had more hardware to work with. Well, sure. But, 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 
but like, I mean, they are making Spider-Man and they are making all those games that like every game that comes out on the PlayStation 4 right now is like, oh, that's the like every major game. Oh, that's the best looking PlayStation 4 game ever. And now this is the best looking PlayStation 4 game ever. And it's like they're just getting better and better at it. And it just doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. So is it necessary? Obviously. And Sony CEO agrees. Right. But but man, they, they don't seem like they're in any rush. So, it be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'll happen. And pro- it'll happen within the next few years. But like this idea that like, like I mean, I feel like since last year we always saw, oh, PlayStation Five is coming like real soon. It's going to be next year. I'm like, no, it's not. It's just not. You're I mean, buying. I don't like. Why would it ever take a less amount of time than the last generation? Like the last generation felt about right at eight years. And I don't know why they either company would rush it, except for maybe Microsoft wants to get a maybe like a year head start. That's the only thing I could see maybe pushing this. Uh, but otherwise, I think it's an eight-year thing, which will put it at 2021. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, moving on. So next up, we got uh, that Hitman Ghost mode. We talked about that. We could just skip to the next story after that then. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey became the highest played in the series with 33% more players on Steam than last year. Um, and uh, I believe that uh, Ubisoft also confirmed that it was the best-selling Assassin's Creed game out of like the last four, and if you like look back, they said about Origins that it was like double that of Syndicate. So Assassin's Creed Odyssey it's, is back on the upswing. But I can't. It's it's so funny how the series seemed dead. Like we're going to take a break and like right. things. That break was one year. Like yep. <laughs> most series, there's more than like a year between installments. The series took one year, and it somehow seemed to solve its problems. <laughs> yep. I mean, they they did confirm they're taking a break next year. But no, you're right. Like as far as as far as like getting back on track, it's like oh okay, that's all it took. All right then. I mean. It helps that Origins and Odyssey are both very good, um, and I think I think Odyssey is good in a way where it's like bringing in a lot of people who weren't necessarily into Assassin's Creed at any point in the past. But uh, um, yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's working, and it'll be interesting to see what they have next year if they try to go back to the Watch Watchdogs well and see if that works again, or if they have something different. We'll see. Yeah, Watchdogs two is definitely better than one, but it did seem yeah. to like excite people. Right. So yeah, it's totally wonderful. a lot better for sure. Oh yeah, like, the gameplay was better also. Yeah, I think they they really improved that series. It's just like, uh, do they do they keep putting money after it now and see if people are feeling better about it enough that Watch Dogs Three is a huge Assassin's Creed like success, or do they say, you know, let's just put that series to bed for a, a long time and then come up with something new? We'll see. I mean, I'm sure they have ideas. Um, you got Skull and Bones coming out next. That's true. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's, I don't know if that's going to be like a I, that. That seems like they're trying to make it their online. Uh, you know, service kind of success where it's um, more in line of like Rainbow Six Siege than than an Assassin's Creed. Um, next up, yeah, continuing this trend of games doing very well, Forza Horizon 4 sees 2 million players in its first week. Naturally, a big part of that is Xbox Game Pass, but I mean, Microsoft doesn't really care how you're playing the game. I think they, if you're, I mean, if you're buying Game Pass, right. yeah, I mean, it's not just money. It's like, you know, engagement and you're probably going to come back next month if you have Game Pass just because it's so convenient at a certain point if it's like... And having Forza Horizon 4 around is not a bad thing because that game's really good. I really, really, really like that game. So, um, I, if they... Uh, if this other deal where the next news story uh, goes through where they are considering buying Obsidian Entertainment, the developers of uh, Fallout New Vegas and KOTOR... Um, KOTOR 2. Co- yeah, KOTOR 2, right? And um, if that goes through, then, like, yeah, they'll have, a, like, huge single-player role-playing game developer that they could put to prop up Game Pass as well, and people are going to show up for that, and that's what Microsoft wants. Um, what do you, you think of that news story? I think that was a, from Kotaku, a bunch of sources saying that it's in the final stages of, of processing that deal, so it's probably... I think it makes a lot of, it makes a lot of sense, because, yeah, they, they got a lot of studios, but none of them can really do those kind of JRPG, not JRPG, uh, you know, Western RPG uh, experience that is, is pretty popular uh, with, you know, things like what Bioware does and what Bethesda does. Uh, and we, we've seen uh, we've seen Obsidian do those kind of games before, although lately they've been focusing on kind of more hardcore computer RPGs. 
it's right. not hard to imagine that they could just kind of shift back into that other style pretty easily. Right. Especially, I mean, if they get a big enough budget, they definitely could. And, uh, you know, go put them on, on put them on Unreal Engine. Let them work with something that's gonna uh, that's gonna work and be pretty reliable. Uh, instead of you know, one of their big problems was making buggy games, and I just think that's because they uh, they have a lot of a lot of ideas that they try to put in their stuff, and a lot of it works. Um, and then then it, like when they launch it, it's like oh, once real people are playing this, there's a lot of problems. But they get those fixed up over time, and it seems like all of their games after a while. Uh, get all those patches fixed and people are like, well, in, in the end, this is almost better than the thing it's based on. Like a lot of people like Fallout New Vegas better than Fallout 3. Um, a lot of people yeah. like KOTOR, KOTOR 2 better than KOTOR. Yeah, maybe I, lots I, pushing it on that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, enough people do that it's like worth pointing out. I, I have never a very, They're a very solid RPG studio. Right. Uh, they're very, I mean, as, you know, aside from like Bethesda and uh, uh Bioware, it's they're kind of the next name you would think of, right? Uh, right for for a lot of people. Yeah, and yeah, I, I I hope that Microsoft has a really good vision for how to use them, and it doesn't sort of like they don't sort of just fizzle out. Although I will say, it does feel like um, running a studio of the size of Obsidian right now has got to be a really stressful thing if you're independent because you're constantly going back to Kickstarter or Feds right. or whatever. Yeah, they've been what depending on Crafting for a while. Now. yeah and it's like if one of those doesn't hit like it's like okay where are we and like and, and then even when it does hit you're fighting over talent that is going to be very hard to get as because like unemployment's so low that everyone's going to be able to demand so much more money that development's going to get more expensive and it's just it's just a rough spot to be in and i feel like obsidian made the right choice of like let's just hop on microsoft right now and get out of this situation while we can while the getting's good uh because i think a lot of studios are going to find it, it's going to be a pretty rough couple of years coming up here pretty soon if uh if uh, the talent situation doesn't get fixed up. Um, all right, just uh, two, two more stories. Uh, let's see. Skybound Games has reached a deal with Telltale Games to continue the final season of The Walking Dead. Um, so this came out on Twitter. Skybound Games uh, is the game publishing label of Skybound Entertainment, which is the publisher of The Walking Dead comic books. It's owned by uh, Robert Kirkman, who who writes those books. Um, apparently, he's he was trying to save the game trying to save that final season and came out on Twitter, said that's what they're working with. And the, the idea is to bring on as much of the development team of the walking dead as they can. Um, who knows how that's going to work though. Um, I mean, it's, it, it seems like it's good, right? Like you don't want to, at this point, it's like, you don't want this to kind of be a big, what if forever. Right. And video games. Yeah. Like, oh, what if they would have finished that? So, you know, and this isn't a series I care about specifically, but I'm glad for the people who do there's, going to be some closure especially if you know people are getting work like the people who originally worked on it get to work on it that's kind of a big caveat right if right. that's actually happened then yeah good yeah if they could find any way to sort of cushion those people's uh their fall like that would be great and and hopefully that works out quick and that's what and that's what's happening i think we'll probably find out soon but but who knows um and then the, the last story this is just a confirmation of a story we talked about last week uh, PlayStation Network online ID changes are here. Did you look into this at all, Mike? No, not particularly. I mean, we, we kind of knew this was coming. Uh, there's was, there were some rumors the week before. I've also yeah, did, been using the same stupid handle forever now, so I'm I'm okay. It's uh it's pretty interesting because like you always heard that like the reason they couldn't do it is because it was this technical nightmare, and there were a lot of legacy choices made on PlayStation Three that would make it very hard on PlayStation Four to change. Um, and it sounds like based on like how it works, that sounds like that's the case. So, um, let me see here. Um, when you change your online ID, you will have the option to display your previous ID with your new ID. So your friends can recognize you. Once you decide to display your old ID or not, you won't be able to adjust this after completing the online ID change process. So you got to decide when you do it, whether or not you want to keep your old name forever or not, like as a little tattoo underneath your, your new name. Um, and then, and then, yeah, it's just compatible with the PlayStation 4, and it it's only the feature is compatible with PlayStation 4 games originally published after April 1st, 2018, and a large majority of game of most PlayStation 4 games that were released before this date. However, please note not all games and applications for PS4, PS3, and PS Vita systems are guaranteed to support the online ID change, and users may occasionally encounter issues or errors in certain games. 
if for any reason you experience, and this is okay. So that, that's the problem. And then the, like, here's their fix. And this is like the right thing to do, but it's still kind of like, man, this must've just been a mess. If for any reason you experience issues after changing your ID, you can revert back to your original ID for free at any time. So it's like, okay. So if it's, if it's breaking that one old game that you really love and you want your, like the leaderboard to work, um, you could just revert and fix it. And that's that. Uh, but boy, yeah, it just sounds that's- like, Sounds like their solution here was like, let's just break some shit. Who cares? Like, let's just let's break it now. And then going forward, we'll make sure it just works. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And it costs $10 to change it uh, for the second time. But it's only $5 if you're a PlayStation Plus member. So that's that's pretty cool, too. I think it's still $10 no matter what on Xbox. Um, Yeah, that does it for the news, Mike. You want to go ahead and get out of here? Yeah, let's get some games to play. I gotta play that that Hitman game you were hiding from me. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm excited to hear more about that. You uh, definitely spend a lot of time in Sapiens if you get if you. That's if the you next just, one I got. Yeah, yeah, if you focus on that, like maybe just do a couple challenges in there. That's that's worth it. That's a good stage. Um, I uh, and, and like I said, do an elusive target. I want to hear about that if you get a chance to do that. I'm not sure if there's one going on right now because it's a sort of it's a live service thing, so it only it only happens when they decide. So, yeah. Um. But yeah, in the meantime, Mike, why don't you just tell everybody where they could find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Tolkoto, T-O-L-K-O-T-O. I'm uh, on GameSpeeds writing all the time. I have my RetroBeat column that goes up on Wednesdays that talks about retro games. And uh, I'm also on the Exploding Barrel podcast every week. I talk a bit more about Fallout 76 there. If you want to hear it, uh, this week's episode, just search for Exploding Barrel wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'm Jeff Grubb on Twitter. Um and on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb and twitch.tv slash Jeff Grubb. Um, I just posted a big story this week about how I, uh, about building a PC and why you should do it right now because tariffs are bad. Um, also, we got to issue a correction. Uh, yeah, remember last week we talked about how that photo of Jim Carrey was bad? Uh, I can't believe that's not Jim Carrey. Me too. And then your brother texted us, he's like, you idiots, that's not Jim Carrey. I'm like, well, everyone said it was. And then Yeah, and come on. The internet said it was. I, yeah, it's I not our like fault. Him. What the yeah, heck is pe- Jim Carrey going to look like? Then? A lot of people are saying that's Jim Carrey. So Why is I'm, there I'm like, another person in this movie that looks like Jim Carrey with old man makeup? Yeah, I, I don't know. So it's apparently a completely different actor, and they haven't even spotted Jim Carrey yet. So, Boo. so... Uh, that is, we apologize deeply and profusely to everyone except for Jim Carrey. Um, <laughs> yeah, come Jim, on. Get, get your shit together, Jim. God damn. Come on. All right, everybody. We will, uh, we're going to head out of here. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week.